Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. So that was an experience. Okay, then how do you quit that job? It was it was a hard to quit, honestly, because I was like, it just became too much and it started to get, like I was paid hourly, but then I would start doing, I don't want to talk, I like, I don't want to say Paul, I wasn't a good guy, but uh, it just got to, to like, he'd be like, oh, can you run to my house and do this thing for me? And I would charge him because I'm like, he's like, Hannah, you can't charge me for that. You're doing that as a friend. And I'm like, no, we're not friends. No, Paul, you can't. Like, no, you got to have a boundary. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. And as soon as I started making boundaries, it was getting hard. And I finally was like, I have to leave. Also, you're not paying me enough money. And he was like, well, do you want, I was like, you know, my parents have been, cause I wasn't making enough money. So my parents were like, help me a little, but they were like, okay, you're a year out of college. We're not helping you anymore. So I did tell him, I was like, look, I need to make more money. And he's like, do you want me to call your dad? Because I think you working for me is like really good opportunity for you. Yeah. I was like, yeah. no, yeah. I was like, no, you can't call my dad. Like, no, this is boundaries. Imagine your father picking up the phone 
your your accomplished father. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> hey, Paul Shaw. Who? Paul Shaw. Uh-huh. How can I help you? Lisa, you daughter, she better work. I don't even know what fucking accent this is, but you daughter better work for me because you know what? I'm really, really, really. I mean, what the fuck? So you say no and you quit. Do you find him another assistant before you quit? I did. And um, I don't think they lasted. He, he was like, Hannah, there's a reason why you lasted so long. I'm like, I've only been here for a year. There's a reason that that's a long time for you. Yeah. So what happens... You you know, that your parents sound like excellent parents saying, you know what, we're done. We're done sending you money. I applaud them. Yeah, they're good. They're uh they've been really good because they, you know, they my dad was always like because he worked in corporate and then he got laid off for the commerce, chamber of commerce. And so he's like big on like do your own thing. Cause if you work for right. a company, like they it feels safe, but they, they can you. cut you at any time. Yeah. I was uh, I worked at a gym and I also was a tour guide. Oh, okay. And that, those were just survival jobs, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you're doing those to pay your bills, to take care of yourself. And at night, are you doing standup or? Yeah. So I was doing a lot of standup. And then I became an assistant for a director who was actually the worst job I've ever had. And what a director, like a personal, again, a personal assistant. Mm hmm. That Polly got me, but he was like, you know, I'm crazy, so you can handle this guy. But this guy was like manipulative on a level that I was like, I, it, it felt I was like starting to get worried. Like, you know, when it's you feel unsafe. Well, yeah, you get to this point where you're like, you get this thing in your gut where you're like, something's wrong, and you like, you have to follow that. And is this a director of film, of television, of for comedy stuff? And well-known or works a lot? or Yeah, works a lot. Very well-known. Very, very prestigious. And actually, when I applied for my Comedy Central job, the VP at the time of, of talent came into the room after I got hired and goes, you know, I said when I saw that you work for blank, um, that we have to hire you because the fact that you work for that man is insane. He's an insane person. And I was like, I knew it. But I'm like, how does this how guy get hired? Did- Okay, so for everyone listening, this is what it's fucking like. You know, you can talk about the hashtag Me Too and eh, it's too much. But this is a fucking example of how young women are objectified and treated in this business. Young women with, you know, a great education, just trying to make it in the business, has to deal with this. It's fucking insane. Okay. So you get this job with this director who you're not telling me who it is, but you will later. And um, is he still working? Yeah. So he's working on all these projects and he's telling me he's known who he was. I didn't know who he was, but I looked him up before I applied and I was like, yeah, he's done amazing things. And of course, and he was like, yeah, of course I'll introduce you to the people here, the people there. Of course he didn't. And um, I was like working out of his house and married divorced one kid and that was the other part where I'm like this is messed up because I was basically his kid's babysitter who I actually really liked the kid and felt bad for his wife comes in one day yeah and she's picking up the kid she goes why do you still work here and I was like I don't know she's like he's never gonna help you and you need to get out and I was like damn this feels it felt like 
I was How so long scared. had you been working for him? At this point, it was, I was going to say I'll do it for a year, but I quit three times. He wouldn't let me quit. So after how long? And then after how long? And then after how long? Did so you quit? I quit after five months. And then he's like, I need to get through this stuff. I need to do, he was doing a big award show. And I had asked him for one ticket because he had leftover tickets. And he was like, sorry, I can't give it to you. But then gave it to this young girl that he was trying to impress who was younger than me at the time to like get her there. And that's when I quit. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Like I needed this to, I was trying to get a manager at the time. So I was trying to impress him with this ticket and he wouldn't give it to me. And I was like, you're going to have this young girl because you think she's going to fuck you. Like, and I've done all this shit for you. I was like, absolutely not. I'm I'm done. And he was like, wait, I don't understand what I did wrong. Cause I didn't say why, but I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm not giving you two weeks. I'm leaving after this award show. And I'm never, I'm, we're not talking anymore. And he was like, Oh my God. He's like, what I do, what I do. And I was like, the fact that you don't even know You're is like an asshole. Is yeah. It, yeah. Now what, can you tell me what time of year this award show was? It was March or March or April. Okay. Just trying to do my little research here. Okay. So you stay to help. You were like, oh, okay. And you stay for how much longer? Um, I, I quit after that award show. So I think that award show was on a Friday and I was done. Oh, but you or Saturday you tried to quit. All right, you tried to quit. So before I tried to okay. give two weeks and I was like, because he, one time he like threw me he started throwing things and I was like, you know what? No. And he wouldn't keep the oh. heat on in the house because he wasn't home. So I used a space heater and he what told me, and he told me I was using too much energy with oh, the space heater. You are fucking mental. Okay. <laughs> so you quit and do you thank the, do you tell the wife? Do you thank the wife? No, but the son was, I felt bad. I messaged him and I was just like, or I didn't message him, but before I quit, I, I saw him and I was like, Hey, I'm leaving. He was like, no, please don't leave. And I was like, Oh my God, you must've. Oh. Yeah. It really made me sad. Cause I, I really did like him. And I How felt old was he? he was in seventh grade. That's terrible. Yeah. That poor kid. Was his mother good? His mom was really cool. And she was, but she was the one that was like, you got to get the fuck out of this. She's like, he's fucking crazy. Okay. So you leave that and what do you do? And you're still performing, correct? Yeah, I'm still performing. And then I think it was, oh, I was looking for, I was about to start at a law firm actually. And then I had a meeting with Rick and he was like, you should move to New York. And I was like, okay, I'm going to move to New York. Wait, so you were uh, going to work at a law firm and perform, and Rick Dorfman, yeah. is that correct? Yeah. Who, who is my manager and your manager, says, move to New York. And are you, had you ever thought about, no, I, I want to be on TV, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. I should be in L.A. I did, but then I met with an agent from this thing called Players Talent Club, and he looked at my headshot and he was like, uh, like you're kind of fat now, huh? And I was like, no, he didn't. Yeah. And he goes, are you older? And I was like, uh, I'm, I'm a year older and I guess I'm seven pounds heavier. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, like, it's like, you're like, not like fat enough where it's funny, but you're not like skinny where you could be hot. So I would pick Wait, an, an angle. agent told you this. Yes. A male agent. Yes. How old? I was 25. 
How old was he? Probably 60. Was it a big agency? No, it was called Players Talent Club in the Valley. Oh, Players Talent Club. Do you people see what I'm talking about? It Don't was insane. Don't fucking tell me that, it, that this shit doesn't happen. Okay. And at any point while this is happening, are you like, Oh, I, do you take it in? Do you internalize it? Or do you just go, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you? I mean, like, I mean, it was like, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I have body dysmorphia as it is. So of course I internalize it, but he was like, I guess I'll sign you, but like, I don't know. And I was like, no. So I left and then I met with Rick, I think two days later and Rick didn't say anything about my weight. He didn't say anything about my appearance. He talked about my comedy and like what I want to do. And he asked where I got my inspiration and like what kind of scripts I wanted to write. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to move to New York. Like, fuck this. Like, what am I doing here? So that guy, the 60-year-old guy, is, and how many years ago was this? Like three? Three, yeah. This is still going on, fuckheads, is what I'm talking <laughs> And And did you ever think of like, don't say I'm fat. You can't say that to me. Or, or has that ever occurred to you? To- now I would. But at the time, I didn't have representation. I had never right. worked in the industry. I had no, I mean, I had internships, but I hadn't, you know, now I've like worked enough and I have enough under my belt where I could have been like, right. fuck you. Right. Like, you don't even have a fucking receptionist. It's you in this empty room. He right. also yelled at me for being early. And I was like, what is this? What? Hello, people. <sighs> time. So okay. he was like, yeah, I guess I could sign you. And I was like, I'll think about it. And then I left and I never talked to him hey, again. Can I ask a really bad question? Was he Jewish? I don't know. Okay, he wasn't. Anyway, so you then meet Rick and you are like, I'm packing up. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Is that correct? Were you, did, were you nervous? I mean, did you know anyone in New York? No. Yeah, I was pretty nervous. Because I, I mean, okay. my friends from college were there and I was like, I don't know, like, what if I go out there? It's the same shit, you know? But I knew LA wasn't working. I was like, I'm not getting an agent. All the managers said I'm like, not sellable. So like, it, that was They're everyone's just, thing. You're not sellable. Right. <laughs> you can't, it's all branding. Can't, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what does that even fucking mean? And right. I was like, if anything, I know New York has way more stand-up. So if it's not, if at least I can go do more sets. Right. And be a great comic. I mean, don't you think it is the best place yeah, to become definitely. a great comic? Because you the audiences are not forgiving here. And you have to be fucking funny. And you can get stage time. Okay, so you move to where do you move to in New York? And do so your parent are your parents like, Hannah? I what do you think of moving to New York? That would be the Jewish version of Hannah's <laughs> parents. No, I think my mom was excited. My dad was sad because he loves to go to L.A. He was like, oh, right. I want a reason to go to L.A., but my mom was happy right. it was closer. Where do you move to? I was subletting a place in West Village. A nice. studio. Yeah, it was nice. But it was a pretty good deal. It was like 1800 which is pretty good for now. Right. And I had I gotten like random. I basically just used all the money I had to be like for three months. And then I got the job at comedy knockout within a month. Now, how did you get that job? They had Rick got me an audition for their like test show. And mm-hmm. basically I was nervous. I was so nervous, but I had prepared so many jokes and they were like, okay, she's way too nervous. We can't like have her on the show, but she could be a writer. Cause her jokes are really good. Cause I won the episode, but I was clearly like shaking. What was the format of that show? 
It was like um basically like whose line is it anyway? It was basically the show. Right. So it'd be like, oh, you're at your grandmother's funeral. What's something you say? If you're, you know, something, it would be like ding, and then you would say a joke. Right. A joke. And you would write those. You would write those for the um contestants. Okay. Yeah. You start writing, you get a writing job. Uh-huh. And you're like, wow, I, do you, so you feel differently in New York. I'm assuming you're like, oh, this, I mean, what, what, if you had to tell someone uh, what the difference between New York and LA is for someone in your, you know, generation or what would you say? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say start in New York because it's really about how funny you are. Whereas I felt like in LA, it was like, oh, she's kind of hot though. Like, let's put her right. on. And it's right, like, right. that's not even, what are, what are you doing? Because it's right. not, and it's a lot of act out. I mean, if you want to act, don't do stand up at all. I hate when actors are like, I'm just going to do stand up once a month. And then, oh, I know. It's like, no. And there's a lot of that in LA. And in New York, right. it's like, just. No, you're either a stand up or you're not a stand up. Yeah. And it's too much. And it, there's too much going on in New York. And it's way too hard to survive here to just kind of do it. You either have to right. love it or you don't. Oh, love it. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did? is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. Okay, so you start working on that show. And it just gave me more confidence, I think. Right. Because I had just been told I was too fat and I didn't have any right. talent how or brand. Be- how long before you realized, oh my God, 
that this is the business. Those people are fucking assholes or have you. Um, and that I'm going to have to listen to this for the rest of my life, you know, in this business. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it was like, at tw- I mean, it was like at 20, when I, before I moved to New York, I was like, is this what I really want my life to be like? Right, right, right. I love, and I love stand up so much and I love what I'm doing so much. I'm so happy I moved to New York and I'm still doing it, but I mean, I still get like that. Like, why am I fucking right. doing this? My friends are getting married and I'm like, I don't even have a fucking boyfriend. Oh, please. And who cares? I know. Who cares? No, it doesn't matter. No. You know, like I, I have to do, like, I love it. You're right. You know, you have to really want to do it, but it's like, you'll get your, you'll you'll have a boyfriend and you'll, you're young. Okay. So in those three years since you've been here, right. Mm -hmm. You have started a podcast. Correct. You have done a Snapchat show. Correct. Yeah. Um, so you create, which is great. And your, your show what don't tell mom it was because you got wasted even though you were in your late 20s and were like oh don't tell mom and then you were like i'm in my late 20s and what the fuck correct yeah i texted you're still yeah i thought i was texting my brother and i was like don't tell mom because i i quit drinking for a while i you know i go back and forth and that scares people but i've never been a drinker that's like oh i'm always drunk or like i'm always right it's just like I get to a point where my anxiety gets so bad and the shame right. of like the anxiety gets about to all stop for long periods of time. And so I was in Miami and I was texting my brother and he was like, Hannah, I don't think you're an alcoholic. So, but also I'm not going to tell mom you're 28. Like you could. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. That anxiety. If I could go back, I would ask for my, all the time I spent, sitting here being anxious for no fucking reason because it doesn't fucking matter. But, you know, that's what happens. Okay. So you did that. You did your Snapchat show. In the meantime, you got a matching tattoo with someone on the first date. What the fuck is that? What what happened? You're out. You're on a date. You're like, let's get a tattoo. Like, yeah, that's what happened. On our body. That is never going to come off our body. And it hurts. Does it hurt? Not really. I... Well, I, I just, so I was, I've been in a on and off, I wouldn't say it's toxic relationship with someone. And we had just gone to Miami for his birthday. Someone in the business? Yeah. Okay. Who's more successful than me. So it's, you know, but not like that. He just, we were always best friends and then he got more successful, whatever. And then that's unusual. Go ahead. (laughs) And then, um, yeah. And now he only, it was like. So, and I, we had just gone back and I was so sad and he always gets like young girlfriends, of course. I don't know why guys do that. I mean, I was it's, a 22 year old once. I'm like, yeah. he's so fucking annoying. How do people right, do that? Right. Whatever. So I just wanted this. I feel like I just wanted to, I needed to prove something to myself. Like I can get a guy to fucking commit to me. Let's go get tattoos. <laughs> and have you ever seen that guy again? Yeah, we were actually, we we're actually friends. Yeah. And you have matching tattoos. Do you feel like you're bonded to him forever now because of that stupid fucking tattoo? No. What does the tattoo say? I know you're going to, I already see the judgment in your eyes. <laughs> okay, go. Um, you look like my mother, uh, like when she's angry, she, when she did the same look like. Okay. Um, it says S&M. 
I'm ca- you're gonna get to call me in ten years and be like, I can't fucking believe I have this fucking shit shit on my body. Okay, it says S and M because you were doing S and M. No, we didn't even have sex that night. So uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. What, um, how did you pick S and M? Because we met at Smith and Mills, which is that bar. Uh, and we're like, oh, that's kind of funny. Well, all I have to say is if you ever have children, you better one kid has to name has to start with an S and one has to start with an M. That's all I have to fucking say. Okay. Uh, that's a good idea. Hello? Okay, <laughs> that's number one. Number two is you also um went home to your parents for the and lived in your mother's basement, correct? For the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh and you managed to get herpes. So um <laughs> yeah yeah are you you're quarantined and you get the wrong virus as you say um that's that's that is correct okay so um how would that happen while you were in the middle of a fucking global pandemic and you're living in your mother's basement well the basement does have a door okay and i was seeing a guy who lives in dc but he was alone Mm -hmm. i was alone so it wasn't like we were like going everywhere we're just hanging out and he had How told- did you meet this guy? Online. This is what I'm talking about, people. This is a whole other generation. Go. And oh, my we, God. Yeah, we were just, like, hanging out a lot. And it was moved very quickly. And then one night we did have a condom. And I was like, well, when was the last time you got tested? And he was like, I actually got tested, like, a month and a half ago. And I haven't seen anyone because we've been in a pandemic. Or two months ago, because we had seen each other like a few weeks. And, and what like, does this guy do? What does this guy do? He's oh, an engineer. So he's got a good job. How old is he, may I ask? 28. He's my age. Okay. Good and school. he had just, uh, yeah, he was a honors Virginia Tech person. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And um, he had just, him and his girlfriend, like the year before, had broken up, but they were living together. So it wasn't like he was just this huge so asshole. you're like, oh, wow, nice guy. Like, not in the business, engineer. This is what I mean. Go ahead. And then, so we hook up. And then I start to get really sick. And I think I have corona. So I go get tested for corona twice. Okay, what kind of sick? Like, fever? Fever, uh, like- chills. I can't get out of bed. I couldn't get out of bed for a week. And so I have eczema all over my butt. And uh, I assumed that it was flaring up because I was sick. And then one day I hadn't got out of bed. I lost 10 pounds, which. Oh my God. I got to get this herpes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm happy to get to you. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I can. Anyway, I don't really know how this virus works to be honest, but um, I, so I'm freaking out. I'm like, and then I look down and the herpes now is like gone, spread to my legs. Ooh, nice. And I'm texting this guy and he's like not responding anymore. By the way, he was texting me all day, every day before this. So I'm like, okay. there is. So I call him and I'm like, I'm going to the gynecologist and he doesn't answer. And I'm like, this fucking guy. I do a virtual, I do spread eagle on this fucking Zoom. Oh my God. You went to the gyno on Zoom? Yeah. Oh, where were you laying on the bed? Like what? Did yeah. Had you set up the? Did you have a ring light for your Zoom gyno appointment? No, no. Okay, wait. I I need a visual. You're laying on your bed. I just like do this. Type where? 
So you're, wait, so you're laying like that. And where's the, are you on your phone? So it was like, no, I was on, I was on the computer. I was like this. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like spreading. You're on the computer with your legs. Th- and was, was the gyno like, can you move the camera to the right? Or the no, left? immediately. I, I went like this. It's just, that's herpes. Like it was like, it was, it was very quick. And I was like, are oh. you sh- I was like, are you sure? Cause I, you know, that was pretty quick and like in zoom. And she was like, She's like, no, seen, been there, seen this. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she goes, it's so common. She's like, I've seen this. I see this three times a day. Okay. And so, so then, she, do you freak out? Yeah, I start crying. And I'm wearing the same shirt that I had gotten in Miami that I slept in. It said side bitch. So I'm literally like spread eagle with my shirt on. It says side bitch. Open with my legs on Zoom. I find out I got herpes. I start crying. And she's like, it's, I know this feels like a big deal. She's like, because the stigma, but it's really not a big deal. And everyone has it. She's like, we don't even test people for it anymore because if it's in your blood and you're not having an outbreak, you can't transfer it. If you're not having an outbreak, you can't transfer it. So she said, since basically like 80% of the world has it, but if you think you have it, it's going to cause stress, which could cause an outbreak, or it's just going to like ruin you mentally. So they don't tell people. So she was just Did you have any like emotional, like some people, they go crazy, right? With the herpes. Like, did you have any cognitive shit happen? Yeah. I was like so depressed. And like, I called the suicide hotline at like 4 a.m. Oh. And she was like, oh. And I was like, what? How is herpes the worst? judged on on the suicide hotline? You're getting judged? Yeah, it was just like an initial reaction. She's like, oh. Right. Um, and then she did, you know, she was great. It's the suicide Holland's great. So wait, did you call the guy and tell him to go fuck himself? Yeah. And they tried to put it back on me. And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, you're fucking lying to me. I was like, stop with the lies. The point is he was like, actually, so he had sex with five girls. unprotected. <laughs> Just lied. So he got it from someone and then transferred it to you. Yeah. Okay. So in that situation, because I'm a lesbian and I never had to deal with the shit. Like, what would you want from him to, re- to, to resolve this? Like, cause I think in a way it's not only irresponsible, but there should be some penalty. Don't you think he's now affected your health for the rest of your life? Yeah. Um, I, it's funny, I'm picturing a, an animated show called STD Court, where it's like, what's the penalty of like the situation? Right, right, right. I, I think my, the, my guy friend who, who manipulated me and like literally made, I was like so depressed after that, like so deeply, like almost broken. I still feel like gutted from that. When I heard I got herpes from this fucking asshole in DC, I didn't even, I was like, you know what, of course. Like, I don't even, I don't care. Cause I was like, I wasn't emotionally tied to him. I was just like, so broken by men. I was just like, of course, that is what happened. Of course he lied. Of course he like, you know, and now I'm like, I felt stupid. I was just like, why do I keep doing this? But you're not, but it's not you, but, but it's just, it's it's just like an example of why do women have to like, Start from this place of, I can't trust you. You have to earn it. Like, it's just, it's awful. It's like, I really, I don't think, I think this episode is such a good example of 
You just want to work. You just yeah. Work. And the shit that we have to put up with. I mean, I don't anymore because no one wants to fuck me, but, you know, it's just. Yeah, they do. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow, or find an awesome template. No judgment. Do you talk to other women in the business around your age and it's the same shit? Yeah, I think everyone has like a similar story or a similar situation. I tr- I honestly, I don't like talking about like, like also I'm in a lawsuit with USC right now because the gynecologist, my first pap smear, he had molest, he had like sexually assaulted me and I, I told everyone it was weird and you know, he was saying things that were like, ooh, your hymen's still here, actually. And like, he was fingering me, which I didn't know that wasn't a thing. And like, I had told everyone this and everyone's like, pap smears are weird, Hannah. He's just like a doctor. And then when this whole thing came out, I was like, I, I was so pissed. I was like, I fucking said it. And everyone's like, you're crazy. Yeah, it's it's gaslighting. Wait, does, does it, were there other students came, who came out against him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I originally just called the school not even going to sue. And then they were like, oh, we can't really help you. We just like wanted my, wanted my, and I'm like, fuck this school. This How much you fucking take from us, you fucks. Yeah. You so, can't help us? Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm rep by Gloria Allred is my lawyer. I I love Gloria. I did her, uh, I hosted her roast at the Friars Club when she was roasted. Um, It was all women. Okay, so. But uh, all to say, I just feel like it's so frustrating, but um, I I have a a friend who's a a good comic, um, Erica Spera. I don't know, but she was really helpful to me and, and she cause she had it in the same situation and she texted me a lot and she started a support group about herpes. And yeah, that I, I read that she has a, 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 a support group on zoom for people who've yeah. gotten herpes. Yeah. So we text about guys a lot. Cause she's, I mean, guy and that, so she's one comic. We just talk about stuff and uh, right. people are just fucking creepy. You know, the fact that guys who are 28 and comics who've done what you do, who've been uh, had internships and blah, blah, you know what I mean? And and are writing shows and are pitching shows and have podcasts and, you know, they don't have to deal with this shit. Like, that's the point that I'm trying to make is like you come in, you're only 28, you know, you're a baby. And yet you've already had this creep show experience in this business. And when people are like, you know, I'm sick of the Me Too shit and I'm sick of the Me Too. This, this is, episode is a perfect example of why women have to speak up about, because you, the fact that you didn't, you were like, oh, I'm not sure is this, you know, that's exactly right. That's who they take advantage of. People who are like, wait, is this normal? Because you're young and naive and you're like, oh, but it's, it, I can't, it's so infuriating. 
Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, I do talk about sex on stage because I like having sex. I'm a fucking human. But like, so then it's like, oh, no, she's just a slut. Oh, that's why she right, got her. But face. the guys she's a slut. can talk about. Exactly. Talk about sex. And they're like, like, oh, they're she likes guys. sex. And it's like, yes, I right. like sex, but not with you. My roster, right. you would never be on it, dude. Right. And the fact that you in your mind think that because I have sex with, I mean, it's not even like, and that's the thing. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't really know the number, but like, I don't, it's not like crazy. Right. But it's also like, as you grow as a comic, you're going to talk about other topics. I mean, that's. Yeah, no, and I, and I do, and I do, but it's just like the fact that I I started out. You are. Yeah. It's like, you're a sexual person. It's part of your point of view. It's part of your life that, that you want to talk about on stage. And yet, you know, it, it, it puts you in this, you know, this is what feminism is. It puts you in this, oh, well, you're a slut. You deserve it. Sort of like, no, guys get on stage, talk about porn and jerking off and they're fucking guys. And this is fucking what pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I I mean, not to get too dark, but like, I just remember, it's like, this is, I guess, this is so sad, because I've talked about literally all of the experiences in one thing. But, uh, but after college, my friend, my roommate and I, and this is when I stopped drinking you for a very long time is, um, I got too drunk, and I passed out. And um, a guy had sex with me. And uh, while you were passed out. Yeah. And so I had to go to the hospital and like do all this shit. And um, I I felt so bad about it. And I was like, I'm such a loser drunk. And and my friend who like, she hates, um, my friend is a lesbian actually. She And she's like, this is why I fucking hate men. It's in my fucking DNA. She was like, Hannah, just because you fall asleep, that doesn't give someone a right to have, like, right. yes, you got too drunk, but that doesn't give him a right to fuck you. And the fact that you think right. you deserve that is like, the saddest part of this. This is the this is the stuff that we have to teach women that it's not your fault that you did nothing to bring that on. That you know, getting drunk and passing out is something we all do at one, two, hopefully not that many points in our life. Doesn't mean that you should be sexually assaulted. It, you did nothing wrong. Like that's what the fucking thing is. It's like you you carry the shame, you carry the guilt. Would it, it happened, but you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You know, it's like, a. yeah, it's crazy. And then, um, but recently this guy in my building who like we're friends and are like, you know, and, and we were about to hook or he was trying to have sex with me on protect. And I was like, stop, stop, stop. And he kept being so pushy. And that's why I'm kind of glad I have herpes. I go, you know, I have fucking herpes. So go ahead, put it in. Like, you know, it's like, fine, bitch. Like, what are you trying to, I've already said no eight times. So now I'm like, also, I have- another reason I enjoy being a lesbian. Thank you. Um, it's just, I, Hannah, I thank you for sharing all this because I really think it's so important that people realize we're not exaggerating. You take our innocence away. You, you, you objectify us. You know, the systemic misogyny in this country is something that really needs to be dealt with. So fuck all you. Um, before we go. Sorry, that was a weird note to end on, but. No, I'm so happy because it's like, you know, we get this perspective from you of what it's like to be a 28 year old just trying to fucking create art and comedy. Like that's all you want to do. 
Yeah. And the whole well, time it's like, you're not shit. that hot though. And it's like, I, that's yeah. not what I'm trying to are do. You? <laughs> are you hot? You fucking asshole. Yeah. All right. We, I asked my guest two things and I have a bubble in my throat right now. Number one, we're very pro mental health. I take meds. I go to therapy, meditate, haven't meditated in a couple. All right. What do you do for your mental health? Um, that's so interesting. I, I, uh, I bought a soul cycle bike, so I do that. It's what? very basic bitch, but that's, so you exercise, do you, are exercise. any meds, anything? Yeah. I take Zoloft. That made me throw up. I just, yeah, I don't love Zoloft, but I, my anxiety was so bad. To yeah. No, you, you know, join the club, baby. You're a comic. If you don't have mental health issues, <laughs> there's something wrong with you. All right. So I just bought a Peloton, everyone. Yeah. It's not here yet, but I couldn't take any more because I could literally sit in the fucking apartment all day. Um, so you're on meds. We we love that. And therapy. Have you gone to therapy? I started after my relationship with that guy. I, I was so gutted. My mom was like, you have to go. Good. How old are your parents? Um, my dad is 64 and my mom is 62. Oh, good. Phew. Okay. So I'm the other. All right. And then, um, my dad's a big fan of you actually. Yeah. Parenting. Let's smoke weed together. <laughs> he, okay. I, he was like, have you heard of Judy gold? And I was like, this is before the podcast, but I, I was like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's rep by Rick. And yeah, she's really funny. He's like, I just saw her on good morning America, I think, or. Oh yeah. Or some, uh, yeah. yeah uh, the today show. All right. Okay. So our final question is, cause I get pissed off at everything. What pisses you off more than anything? Like makes you crazy, like irrationally mad. And it could be anything, anything. I think it's now it's, it's uh, a man who's clearly lying to me and thinks I'm stupid and I don't know what's going on. It makes me, my blood is like, and it doesn't have to be like sexual or anything. It can be a point where a guy's talking down. patronizing. Yeah, it's I told my friend last night, I was like, I think about certain it makes my blood and I've blown up at guys now. I'm like, do you think I'm fucking stupid? Like, I'm so I'm, keep doing that. Keep doing that. Oh, my God. I've lost it. You always stick up for yourself, Hannah. Or you can started to. <laughs> yeah. <I'll- laughs> and just get them with the comedy, you know, be like, oh, yeah, because you're so long. You know, you just got to give it right back to them. And you're not a brand, you're a person, and you're, I think you're gay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm not. Well, the herpes made me lose weight. Oh, God. The Valtrex, I, I take daily. Give me, oh, I, can you give me that guy's number? I haven't <laughs> been with a guy in, you know, how many years? Oh, my God. It's been 35. Oh, okay. I really didn't like it at all. Um, <laughs> Hannah, what? Where can people find you? I'm at Hans Dickey, H-A-N-S-D-I-C-K-I-E. Hannah Dickinson, H-A-N-N-A. You spell it wrong, by the way, because the correct Hannah. I tell my parents that all the time. Because that's my middle name. And what's your middle name? I don't have one. So you're at? Hans, H-A-N-S, Dickey, D-I-C-K-I-E. Hans Dickey. And can people watch your Snapchat show? Snapchat? Yeah. Like you got to search, speak. get money, get money. Uh, your podcast. Don't tell mom. Yes. I wish you all the luck and 
I am really happy that I got to talk to someone who's in the thick of this at your age. Um, we dealt with it so much. I, I was gigantic and a lesbo, so I'd be like, oh, fuck you, you know, like, but it does go on and it continues to go on and it has to fucking stop. Yeah. No, thanks so, for having me. No, anytime. You're a delight, Hannah Banana. And check her out. She was in the Forbes under 30 and I was in the Forbes over 90. Okay. <laughs> Happy New Year. And thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Hannah Dickinson. Now, if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps more people find this incredibly amazing podcast, okay? And I looked online and I noticed a lot of other people who haven't been podcasting for that long have way more reviews than I do. So I need you to do that, please. Five stars only, thanks. If you have not purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. There's really... Honestly, I know I keep plugging it every week, but I'm so proud of it. And it is a great read, especially in the winter months where you're in the house and it's a pandemic. So the audiobook was featured in the New York Times book review. I'm just going to read one review that was just put up on January 2nd. Okay. This is from Amazon customer. They didn't put their name. Listen, excellent thought provoking book. Really, a fascinating and absorbing read that led me to reflect on my own life in a different way and perhaps question some of my personal views and biases. My definition of a good book is one that expands your life view and makes you think. A few laughs never hurt either. Highly recommended. Okay, so just do it. Please, please, thank you. I I know that was a little whiny, but whatever. It would mean a lot to me if you would check it out. All Order links are on the homepage of judygold.com or wherever books are sold. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram for everything I'm doing. Everything, you know, and I mean everything, virtual, live, everything. I am at judygold, J-E-W-D-Y, G-O-L-D. Get it? Because I'm a Jew. (laughs) Judygold, at judygold on Instagram and on Twitter. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Can you believe January 20th, everyone. January 20th. And as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.